I have one verse for you this morning. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Everybody say the evidence is overwhelming. The evidence is overwhelming. That's my subject this morning. God, I thank you for the angels of God that are in this room. Angels of healing and angels of deliverance. Angels of revelation. Angels of conviction. Warring angels. Messenger angels. I thank you for the hosts of heaven that are in this room. And I thank you for the people of God that are in this room. But most of all, we thank you, Jesus, because you're in this room. You're here. You know every problem. You know every challenge. You know everything that we face. You know every bit of opposition. And I pray, God, that you now would arrest every thought and bring it into captivity of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would position us, Lord, for your spirit to move in an unprecedented fashion. That before we leave this place today, God, we would understand that all the prayer and all the fasting was worth it because we've done everything we could to get the flesh out of the way. So that you can move in this place today. We trust that you're going to do it. And everybody said in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Now, please don't lock me into a sermon this morning. I'm trying to help us to understand that the Lord is ready to do whatever we can believe him for. I know we have all of these different philosophies, and if I cross swords with you, and what I say contradicts what you say, just remember I have Bible for what I say. (laughs) So let me just go ahead and set the record straight this morning. God is not using your illness as a test. And even if he was, at what point will the test be over? But he's not. I don't have time to prove all that to you this morning. But that's not biblical. Bring up Joe, bring up Paul, whatever you want. I got Bible for all that. He took the stripes on his back for the healing of our bodies. He is not testing you. With what he said he would heal. (laughs) And he is also not testing you with what he told the children of Israel. He said, if you obey me, he said, I'll heal you. And I'll keep you in health. But he said, if you disobey me, he said, I will bring the curses of Egypt on you. God is not testing you with what he said he would curse the disobedient with. And the Lord is not using your sickness to bring others to Christ. That is not God's method of soul winning. 
He does not punish his people with disease and illness so that rank, ungodly, disobedient, rebellious, unbelieving sinners will turn to him. But when he heals your body, those rank, disobedient, rebellious, carnal sinners will turn to him. We've got that backwards. So for whatever reason you think that you may be sick this morning, there is no reason for it. It's just an opportunity for the Lord to do something great in your life. In Second Chronicles chapter 14 and verse 11, Asa cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing for thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art God, our God. Let not man prevail against thee. King Asa, the king of Israel, the king of Judah, was facing a million-man army. And he said, oh, Lord, our God, it's nothing for you to help whether we have few or many. And we're facing an army that we are outnumbered with. And so, oh, Lord, God, our confidence is in you. The Lord gave them a great victory that day. The next chapter, chapter 15 and verse 1, the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. After the victory, the prophet of God came to Asa. And he said, Now the Lord has demonstrated his power. And as long as you seek him, he's going to be with you. But if you forsake him, he is going to forsake you. The next chapter, in verses 12 and 13, Asa in the 39th year of his reign was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not to the Lord but to the physicians. In his disease... He sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. And Asa slept with his fathers and died in the one and fortieth year of his reign. We don't have a problem praying God fight our battles. Anoint us in the fight. Because we believe it's the will of God for us to have victory. But somehow, when it comes to healing for the sick, we get a little timid with God. Because we aren't sure of the same God that was with us when we were fighting a battle, when we were outnumbered on the battlefield. I'm here to declare to you this morning that God is ready. God is willing. It is his will for you to be delivered, for you to be set free, for you to be healed. God wants to do miracles in this place. He is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness. Somebody shout amen. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, the scripture said, Take heed, brethren, lest 
there be any of you with an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Unbelief is sin. God hates unbelief. It is not just something that God has a little bit of disdain for, but the scriptures call it evil. Unbelief is evil. If somehow we could get everybody on the same level of faith in this place today, God is going to demonstrate his power. There is nothing in this room. I feel my help right now. There is nothing in this room that is impossible to him. And there is nothing in this room that the Lord does not want to do for us in this place today. There is no reason that you need to leave this place today without being healed and without being whole in your mind, in your spirit, in your emotions, and in your body. The healer is in the house here today. Somebody say, I believe it. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, seeing then that, that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with a feeling. Everybody say, the feeling, the feeling of our infirmities. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. God feels it on the cross. He felt it. The sting, the beating, the spikes, the whip, the plucking of the hairs of the face, the mocking, the slapping on the face, the plaiting of the crown of thorns, the death in his body, the shutting down of the body, the shutting down of the organs. Every wincing pain was him feeling The feeling of your infirmities. He's already felt the pain of your cancer. He already knows the depletion of your body. He has felt every headache, every ache and arthritic condition. He has felt every bit of brokenness in your body. He is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He is a compassionate Savior. He's here. He's here right now. God cannot go any further in expressing his love for us. Then he's already gone. He cannot do anything more than what he has already done to prove to us his desire to heal us. Now, I'm only preaching to the hunger here this morning. I'm not interested in trying to bring carnal people along this journey. There are angels that are in this sanctuary And the Lord is going to break the hold of sickness. He's going to break it. We are going to take dominion and authority over it. We have dominion and authority over it. He has given us the keys to the kingdom of God. He said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. We are going to bind and we're going to loose. We're going to bind sickness and we're going to loose healing. We are going to bind sin and we're going to loose deliverance. We are going to loose the righteousness of God. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm not going to preach you into a frenzy this morning. The Lord is measuring the faith all across this building here today. The question you need to ask yourself 
is if Jesus walked in that back door right there or that back door right there, how would you react to him and would he heal you? The answer to that second question is yes, he would heal you. I can't answer the first question for you. Only you can answer the first question. Now, if you're happy being sick and you're happy being diseased in your body, just sit there and just act like this is another church service. But if you're ready to walk out of here from head to toe, heal. Can you imagine what's going to feel like to be whole for the first time in years? Do you understand that God, the creator of the universe, is in this building right now and he is ready? He's ready. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Boy, I feel something getting ready to happen. Boy, I feel something getting ready to happen. Now, he warned us in Hebrews chapter 3, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation. In the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me. When they proved me. When they saw my works 40 years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation. I was grieved. The Lord is grieved by unbelief. And said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. We need to know his ways this morning. He's a healer. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God but exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end while it is said today if you will hear his voice harden not your hearts as in the provocation for some when they had heard did not did provoke how be it not, not at all, not all of them that came out of Egypt by Moses provoked him. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Faith has to be directed at something. Faith is going to take you into what God has promised you today, right now. If you hesitate, you're going to miss what God is about to do in this place. If you think about it for one moment, God doesn't need you to think about it. He needs you to believe for it. He doesn't need you to figure out how God's going to do it. He needs you to believe that it's going to be done. He doesn't need you to psychoanalyze every doctor's report that you've ever read, read before. What he needs for you to believe is the report of the Lord. And he doesn't need you to put faith and stock in what you feel. But he needs you to put faith in the one that died for your sins and took his stripes. Up. Help me, Holy Ghost, right now. Come on, I'm telling you right now, we've got dominion and we have authority over sickness in this place. It has to go. It has to go. 
Oh, somebody better praise him right now. Somebody better praise him right now. We're going from the mist to the dew to the rain to the rivers. We're digging into the well. We're headed for the firmament. Would you praise him right now? In the name of Jesus, 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 we're not in a hurry. 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 Go and pray for them. Go and pray. We're just going to flow. We're not, we're not worried about the time and we're not worried about protocol. In the name of Jesus, right now, would you direct your hands right up here? Direct your hands right up here. This is not an altar call. Just stay where you're at. Direct your hands right up here. In the name of Jesus. Direct your hands right up here. I want you to lift your hands all over the house. Lift your hands all over the house and lift your voice with it. Don't look at me. Lift your hands and lift your voice all over the house. In the name of the Lord God, use me as a conduit. Use me as a conduit. Use me as a conduit. It's all right. That's all right. I'm going to Matthew chapter 17. You stand, sit, I don't care. When they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often to the water. And I brought him to the, thy disciples and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, everything that is not of sin is perversion. How long, or uh, a faith, everything that is not a faith is perversion. How long shall I be with you, he said. How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured. Everybody say he was cured. From that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? Jesus said unto him, well, it was because he was going through a test. And the test wasn't over yet. Jesus said, well, this young man's illness is being used to bring other people to me. No, he said, it was because of your 
unbelief. Not his unbelief. It was because of your unbelief. I'm not trying to be rude here this morning, but if you don't believe God's going to heal every time, you need to keep your hands off people's heads. Don't breed unbelief and doubt in somebody because you're praying for them in unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind go, goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Some things are about to go out of this place this morning because there's been some prayer and there's been some fasting. Now, he did not say, if you have faith, the size of a grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into yonder seed. That's not what he said. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Jesus gave the principle in another parable when he said, the mustard seed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it becomes the greatest of herbs. Your faith has to grow up. We used to sing that song. If you still sing it here, I apologize. I'm not trying to mess anything up. But we used to sing that song, faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. And here we are, multi-generations of apostolics later, and we still have little faith. Peter walked on water and Jesus rebuked him and said, oh, thou of little faith. Because he did not have the same faith to continue walking on the water as he did to get out of the boat in the first place. And that's why we get healed on Sunday and by Tuesday it's back on us. A symptom shows up and we start paying attention to the symptom. Instead of going back, say, oh no, devil. Sunday God healed me. And I was healed yesterday. And I'm still healed today. And I'll be healed tomorrow. Woo! I feel something getting ready to happen in this place. About three years ago, I had a family in our church that called me. Their brother, he was in his 60s. He was dying. He had cancer. They sent him home to die. His brother that goes to our church called me and he said, hey, look, he said, Jimmy is, Jimmy, Jimmy's wife is ready for you to come pray for him. He's never, never been in church. He's, I mean, the rankest. He was into everything. And so when we walked in the living room, he was laying on the couch. He was asleep. He was kind of in and out. You could barely wake him up for more than a few seconds. Talk to him. He was skin and bones. He had lost, I don't know what the weight he had lost down to, but he had not eaten anything in over 10 days. He had not eaten anything. Couldn't eat. Couldn't stay awake to eat. The man was dying. I walked over to the couch and I sat down. I Grabbed him by the arm. I said, Jimmy, you need to look at me. He opened his eyes and he looked at me. He saw me. He said, oh, hey, Pastor Nichols. He fell back to sleep. I said, Jimmy, you got to wake up. He opened his eyes. He said, what? Fell back to sleep. 
I said, Jimmy, in the name of Jesus, I need you to wake up and listen to me for a moment. I had a hold of his arm. Every time he started to drift off, I woke him back up. I said, you're dying, Jimmy. He said, I know. Fell back to sleep. I woke him back up. I said, do you want to live? He said, yes. I said, you need the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible said when you call for the elders of the church and pray the prayer of faith, if they have committed any sins, it shall be forgiven them. And I said, the first thing we need to do for you is we need to pray you through the Holy Ghost. He fell back to sleep. I said, Jimmy, you got to wake up. You're dying, Jimmy. I said, we're going to pray right now. And I said, but before we pray for the Holy Ghost, I said, I want you to look me in the eyes. The eyes are the window to the soul. I looked him in the eyes. I leaned over that sofa. And I said, I rebuke the spirit of death on you right now. I command the spirit of death to come out of you right now. I command the spirit of infirmity to come out of you right now. I command the spirit of cancer to loose you right now. I have authority over you through the name of Jesus. And I command you to come out of this man right now. When I looked at his face, death came right up out of his face and sat right up on top of him. I said, I see you, death. I see your old gnawed up, wrinkled up, ashen-looking face. And you are coming out of him right now by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. You are coming out right now. All of a sudden, Jimmy's eyes began to clear up. His, his tone began, he, he began to shake himself. He looked around. And all of a sudden, I looked over to sister-in-law, and she was going. And I said, you see it too, don't you? She said, what is that on his face? I said, that's the spirit of death. And I said, that demon is coming out of him right now, and it did. That devil came out of him, and all of a sudden, Jimmy began to tremble and to shake, and he began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I'm not embellishing. I took him by the hand and I said, now, Jimmy, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to be healed. I command you to let go of cancer right now. God has filled you with the Holy Ghost and I command you to let go of this disease and don't hold on to it anymore. Jimmy had lost over 50 pounds, but in the next three and a half weeks, he gained 35 pounds back. And when his brother came by three or four days later, he was sitting on the front porch of his house drinking coffee. That's the kind of God that we serve. There is a spirit of infirmity. There is a spirit of infirmity. There is a spirit. I take dominion right now. Over the spirit of infirmity in this place. Listen to me. If you have a disease in your body, if you have a disease in your body that is treatable but not curable, and you want the Lord to heal you right now, I want you to lift both hands. Don't pray, just lift both hands. I 
I've got an encyclopedia of scriptures here right now, but the Holy Ghost is here. Now, if your hand is not up, I want you to find somebody nearby you that has their hand up. And here's what I want you to do. Now, if you're not a believer, if you don't have faith, I don't want you praying with them. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get in front of them. I want you to get in front of them. Now, don't get all up in their face. Give them some space, and I want you to get in front of them. And when I began to pray, here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at them, and I want you to say, by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I bind the spirit of infirmity right now. I bind every disease. I bind every infirmity right now. I bind every unclean spirit. Come on, right now, I want you to pray. In the name of Jesus, oh God. In the name of Jesus, By the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of infirmity in this place. I take authority over it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it, come on. That's it, come on. Come on, I bind it. I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every unclean spirit, every spirit of perversion, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ and I command you to loose them. Come on, those of you, those of you that are sick, you need to start praising him like you're well. You need to start acting like you're well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Come on. Be loose. Come on. Be loose. Somebody needs to pray with authority. Somebody needs to bind it in the name of Jesus. There it is right there. Come on. Somebody needs to bind it in the name of Jesus. That's it. Kata. Woo. Come on, come on, don't be timid about it. If you're praying with somebody and you're timid, you need to let somebody that has a little boldness pray with them. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're, we're not done yet, but this is what I feel to do. If you had your hands up and we're getting prayer, I want you to come down here. I want you to step on down into the river right here, and I want you to praise him down here. If you had your hands up and you were getting prayer, 
Come on. That's it. That's it. Come on, mama. In the name of Jesus, I bind it right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I command her to be loose right now. I command you to be loose in the name of Jesus right now. We're not done yet. This is not the altar call. I just need some worshipers back there. I want you to worship. I want you to worship. In the name of the Lord God, I bind it right now. In the name of the Lord, I command you to be loosed from every infirmity in the name of Jesus right now. Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's it. Come on, Dad. Be loose, Dad. In the name of Jesus. I just need some worshipers in the pew. In Jesus' name, I command you to be loose right now. Oh, I command you to be loose right now. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Come on, that's it. If you're in the pews, would you do me a favor? And would you make contact with somebody by you? Grab a hand, put a hand on somebody's shoulder. And I want us to pray with one voice right now. We're not done yet. Come on. We're going to drive every bit of sickness out of this building. We're going to bind every infirmity in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, Jesus, I tie on the Labosea. What is it? Wait, can you talk to you? Can you tell me what to do? Yeah. Sick. Sick. Not anymore, no. All right. All right. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, new life. Come on, new life. Would you help me right now? Would you please pray? In the name of the Lord, come on, I need you to pray with authority. Oh, Jesus in your name. Yeah, 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Satelele Bukanda. Sandala Boho Rebesea. Kayandala Bosea. Ah, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Ah. Oh, God. Kiala Ba Kayandala Bosea. Yes, Lord. Come on, we got time. If you're a clock watcher, you're probably going to be uncomfortable today. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, curse it, curse it. In the name of Come on, I feel something breaking right now. Oh, come on, we just crossed into another dimension of the spirit here. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now, if you believe the Lord has already done miracles in this place, would you clap your hands? Not out of formality, but as a symbol of authority in the name of Jesus. And would you lift up a shout to him? Come on, lift your voice and shout to God. I am the Lamoye Kea. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. I don't mind them praying. It's fine. When you get a crowd like this together, any crowd, 
You're going to wrestle with getting everybody in concert together. There's power in unity. Don't, Don't be the break in the connection of the flow here. If you're spectating, if your faith is not being released, I love you, but you're hindering what God wants to do here. They were all with one accord in one place and suddenly. If we could get on the same page. Can we go to 105, Psalms 105 and 36? Here's what it said. He smote also all the firstborn of their land, the chief of all their strength. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. He's talking about the exodus of the children of Israel. Listen. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes not one when they passed through the blood now if the old covenant blood the blood of bulls and goats sheep how much more shall the precious blood of jesus it's the will of god that we leave this place and not one feeble person Not one. Not one. Some of you are going to say, Pastor, I quit taking my medication because I tried to take my medication and it had an adverse effect on my body because now I'm not sick anymore. Now I'm whole. Now I'm healthy. I don't need it anymore. Uh It's tough getting everybody on one one page. I I was preaching... I was preaching. This is not a conclusion. Mist, dew, rivers, rain, wells, seas, firmament. I was preaching at a church in Virginia. And I preached a three-night event. And the first night, I preached on healing for the sick. And it was, it was very tight. It was very tight. Very tight. I preached the second night on healing. I can preach on other things, but this is what I felt to preach on the second night. It was, it was tight, but it was a little better. The next morning was Sunday morning, and I was standing on the platform. The pastor looked at me, and he said, that lady in the altar wants you. I said, her? He said, yeah. So I walked down to her, and they're singing. Praise and worship is going on. I said, are you needing me? She said, yes, I'm ready to be healed right now. I said, okay. She said, I heard it Friday night. I didn't know if I believed it. Heard it Saturday night. I kind of believed it. This morning, I believe it. Nobody had preached yet. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The evidence is overwhelming. Faith is the evidence. I looked at her, I said, you know why I know and you know you're going to be healed this morning? She said, how? I said, because you have faith and faith is the evidence. We prayed for her, God moved on or whatever. I started to turn around and he looked at me on the platform. He pointed back down and here come another one. Same thing happened. I, I started to turn around, he looks down at me and here comes a third one. There's still praise and worship going on. Two and a half hours later, I'm standing there at the altar 
These poor singers up here sung for two and a half hours, really more than that, because they started the praise and worship well before that. In there, there was a woman that came up and she said, I'm ready to be healed. I said, what do you need? She said, I'm deaf in my right ear. I said, the Lord's going to heal you right now. She said, I know it. Anytime you want to pray for me, I just put my hand on her head. I prayed that prayer of faith. There was no antics. There was no sensationalism. And all of a sudden, she's just worshiping God. And all of a sudden, she went. And she started screaming. And she looked at me. She said, it's open. It's open. I said, put your hand over your left ear. And I whispered something in her right ear. And she repeated every word. And when I told the church, boy, you should have seen them come out of the pew then. Because faith is contagious. You know what happened? They saw the evidence. She saw the evidence before her ear was open. But they saw the evidence when the ear was open. But faith is the evidence. We had three deaf people healed that morning. I prayed this grandma brought her little grandson up. I don't know how old, maybe 15 months old. And I said, I said, what's wrong with the baby? She said, he has a lip tie. I said, I don't know what a lip tie is. She said, he has a piece of skin that goes from the back of his lip through his teeth and is tied to the back of his gums. And his lip does like this. You can't move it. The the doctors say he'll always have a speech impediment. They won't do surgery. I said, we're going to pray right now. And before I knew what was going on, I just reached up and I grabbed his little lip and I started doing like that. You don't have to do that, but that's what I felt to do. And I just grabbed it. And she liked to panic because normally the child would scream. It hurt him, but he wasn't screaming. I said, in the name of Jesus, sever this lip tie right now and heal it in the name of Jesus. She pulled his lip up. The lip tie was there. She walked away. Seemed like nothing happened. But about three days later, I got a message in my Facebook messenger. She said, this morning, I was walking through the kitchen watching my grandson. I was cleaning up the kitchen. He was playing on the tile floor. All of a sudden, I walked by and I saw a little pool of blood about three inches in diameter. And she said, I picked the child up because I was afraid he had hit himself somewhere and I was looking for the blood and there was no blood on him. But when I looked back down in that pool of blood, there was the lip tie. And she said, I want to tell you, oh my God. She, she said, my God have mercy. She said, she said one prayer for Sunday. It was delayed three days later, but faith was an action, and the Lord did it. And I'm telling you right now, it is the will of God for the Lord to sweep across this building. It's the will of God for the Lord to sweep across this building. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You guys don't even know you're sitting on a powder keg here. You don't even know you're sitting on a powder keg here. (laughs) You better get ready. And I'm going to tell you something. God is in the measurements. He decided the size of the ark. He decided the size of the tabernacle. 
He decides the size of everything. God's already got the size of that building picked out. And if he's got the size picked out, he's got the payments picked out. He's got all the revenue picked out. Because he designs the size of the building according to what's going to fill the building. You better... Oh my God, have mercy. You're sitting on a powder keg here. We're going to pray again here in just, just a moment. There's, there's at least one person in this building, maybe two. There's at least one, maybe two. The enemy has been up in your ear of late. And he has been wooing you to try to get you to commit adultery. Now, I'm not trying to raise suspicion. You don't need to get suspicious of your spouse or whatever, but the enemy's working. Because when you pray and fast, it starts bringing some things to the surface. And let me, let me tell you what he's doing. He's, he's trying or he may have already put somebody in your path and he's going to try to convince you that you're in love with this person before you've ever even done anything with them. The Lord is up in, or the devil is up in somebody's ear right now trying to connect you with somebody that you're going to think you're in love with if you don't already think that. In the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit right now. I bind that spirit right now. I want you to just lift your hands right now. Uh, don't, don't, don't be suspicious. I want you to raise your hand right now. In the name of the Lord, I bind that spirit of the enemy right now. I bind that spirit of the enemy right now. In Jesus' name, devil, I command you to shut your mouth. I command that those emotions be severed. I command that that attraction be severed in the name of the Lord. I command that that be broken in the name of Jesus right now. I command it. I command it in the name of the Lord. Now, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want everybody to just back up. Just back up. Just back up. Back up. Back up in the aisles if you have to. If you're in pain in your body, and I prayed for those that have... I prayed for those that have diseases that are treatable but not curable. And now we're going to pray for people that are in pain. You got back pain. You got joint pain. You got leg pain. Maybe you have some kind of issue. Or sickness in your body. And you're ready to direct your faith. You're ready to direct your faith right to to the source. And let it be healed. Let it be healed. He gave his people a promise. And he said, if you will obey me, 
He said, I'll take away sickness from you. He said that in the Old Testament. If you'll obey me, I'll take away sickness from you. If you believe that, would you just raise your hand? He said, I'll take it from you. Listen, please look at me. If you believe that, raise your hand. The Lord is watching right now. Don't just kind of believe it. You believe it. That the Lord is fixing to take sickness from you. He's going to take it from you. Lord, I give it to you. I give it to you. Well, I've been prayed for 82 times for that. I don't care. You need to tell the Lord right now, it's your will that I be healed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you're ready to direct your faith at that and let the Lord take sickness from you, I want you to hurry down to the front. Hurry. Now, if you've already been prayed for, just stay back, okay? We, we've already prayed for that. In the name of Jesus. Come quickly. Come on, come quickly. Now, I need our preachers. I need our preachers. In the name of the Lord God. Everybody look at me. I command every bit of pain, every bit of pain, every bit of pain, every bit of illness, every bit of affliction. Everybody look at me. Every bit of affliction. I command. I'm not trying to be sensational here. I command it. I command it. I'm not putting on an act here. Hold on. Everybody look at me. Just look at me. I command it to go in the name of Jesus. I command it. I command it to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command it to go. I'm not trying to be sensational. I command it to go in the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on now, I need some people of faith to come help me pray. I need some people of faith to come help me pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let every bit of pain leave. In the name of Jesus, let every sickness be cured. Woo! Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on. Come on, I feel virtue right now. I feel virtue. 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 Come on, I need some people of faith up here to help me pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, yeah. Yeah. Put your right hand on her head. Your right hand on her head. Command it to go. I command it to go. 
I command it to go. I command it to go. Yes, I command it to go. Jesus, come on, mama. I command it to go right now in Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Hakatala Bohoyandala Mahaya. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, she's already been prayed for. But I pray from head to toe, not only today, but next Jesus name Listen to me. I'm about I'm about to turn it to your pastor, but there's there's still there's still a very deep great flow in this place. We've been through a rough time the last year and a half. And it has shaken a lot of people's faith. It has shaken it. It's not easy when you're, when you're looking at mighty men of God. That were taken during this season. It leaves a lot of questions. But I have undeniable evidence to the contrary of everything we've seen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I do not allow my faith to be determined by what I have seen. And what has happened to somebody else. I'm not the judge of anybody. There's one that sits on the throne. It's appointed unto man wants to die. But the word of God, I apologize if this statement offends you. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to set the record straight. 
We cannot have faith in the word of God and the vaccine at the same time. That's all I'm going to say about it. The enemy is doing the very best that he can to get the church rocked back on its heels. I told you that faith stuff doesn't work. I told you God doesn't heal every time. God lets you down during this season. But remember this, faith has to be directed at something. So Lord, I command COVID to stay away from my family. I command, hold on, I command it to stay away from my family. I command it to stay away from my church body. My God, I feel something right now. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. I command it. I'm directing my faith toward, you stay away. You stay away. I'm covered by the blood. He said in the scripture, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. If we've had any issue during this season, it wasn't a God issue. It was a faith issue. Let's get our faith back up. Let's get our faith back up. Come on. We're the people of God. We're in covenant with him. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. We have the authority of the name. Do you believe that? Would you clap your hands one more time and give him a shout of praise? Where you at, pastor? Come on. Praise him one more time. Oh, come on, praise him. Come on, get your faith up. Get your faith up. Oh, hallelujah. I'm done. I'm done. Now, this, this is what we normally do, right? You all normally have Sunday morning service, but tonight is a special service. We'll, we'll find out who really has faith tonight. We'll see what the crowd looks like tonight. But I have faith that this crowd or bigger is going to be in this place tonight. God is going to do something powerful here in this service tonight. God bless you.